0: Hi, I'm Paul Yurick and you're listening to Got Spice with Greg and Kier. But
1: well, for this podcast, we do yeah. have a wonderful guest. Yes, we um, That we'd love, you know, you to introduce
0: yourself. My name is Paul Yurick. I uh, started a company called The Future Party. I've been living in Los Angeles for 13 years. Through that time, I've gotten to work in various industries, film, music, and I've gotten to create a startup. And right. so,
2: yeah, so, no, so wait, so future party, mm-hmm. what is it?
1: Sure. Is it kind of like a present party, but you dream about the future? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's in uh, the Web3. We <laughs> call it a community based media brand. Okay. Oh.
0: And so mm-hmm. we started uh, by throwing events for um, our community to bring mm-hmm. them together, creating thought leadership and helping people out. And where we are now is more of a media brand creating stories. On different platforms mm. to do the same thing, um, empower the entertainment professional, mm-hmm. but also we tell stories for brands mm. uh,
1: as well. You've been here for thirteen years. Have you ever gone to the Viper Room? Of course. Yeah. What's it? So is it? I hear it's different now than it was back in the day and everything. So yeah. you ever, Any 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 fun stories or just what's the vibe? No. No, Uh, Sadly, um, Mm. it's like saying, like, is Whiskey A Go Go still
0: cool? Um, You know, like, the people I know that play the Viper Room, and I'm sorry if you're a friend of mine who played the Viper Room, (laughs) but, like, it's like the beginning stages of touring, Mm. where, like, you know, maybe you'll get 20, 30 people in a room, and you can play. It's kind of, like, washed up. So it's not like Mercury Lounge
2: or, like... Yeah, Mm -hmm. and
0: it has to do a lot with, like, programming like have Mm -hmm. you ever walked by the marquee of like the viper room or whiskey go-go and been like oh that's gonna be a great show that's a great band right that's gonna be the doors like 20 years from now Now. that hasn't happened Um. and so there are a lot of other wonderful venues in los angeles Mm -hmm. to explore Mm -hmm. i mean it's great that it's still standing but it's it's, it's played, on its, it's last life. Yeah.
1: So I was just mm-hmm. reading an article. I think it was it might have been the guys from Motley Crew, like Nikki Six or someone like that. And those guys, you know, when you look at like images of their current shows, they're still a little stuck in in, in the past with their mm-hmm. attire, but I was reading and they were talking about the Rainbow Room and it says like basically yeah. the same people, the same vibe. No one has actually moved out of the '80s but from see, the, the Rainbow Room. see, the Rainbow
0: Room, room is kind of cool because it's you so get cool. it's like a restaurant vibe.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And so you it's like the Odeon, you get mm. those
0: people and the community feel. Mm. A lot of people are neighbors; they mm. live in the the neighborhoods off Sunset. I used to avoid that place like the plague until I was forced to work off Sunset Boulevard. So, oh.
2: like on the street,
0: um, unfortunately. Well, it depends on how you look (laughs) on. My office was in a building off the street, um, but I wasn't on the street. I'm like thinking now. I'm like actually, I was running around the street a lot. Mm. (laughs) But like,
2: so the music scene Mm. is kind of hit and hit or miss. No. The music scene is great. It's
0: just where to look. You know, like, I think there's a lot of great showcases for young artists. You have school night and Mm -hmm. you have a lot of these showcases that happen weekly. Mm -hmm. Um, School nights at Bardot on Monday nights. And, you know, Billie Eilish has played there and Mm. so many Mm. awesome where you look back and you go, oh, they they recognize great talent and right and the way i see it too is when you're in a new artist and you're climbing Mm -hmm. like school night's the place to like show up for the labels Hmm. right that's like the place you don't want to play it too soon you don't want to play too late you Mm -hmm. need to play it like just right Mm -hmm. right it's like one of those how does someone figure out the
2: just right
0: i think like anything momentum Mm -hmm. right i think understanding the conversations you're having mm-hmm. professionally mm-hmm. and you know a lot of artists go out there and you know rightfully so they just do their thing put out the art but mm-hmm. there more times than ever there needs to be strategy behind it because mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. i think it's just like making a movie like you look at how do indie movies get made and right. how mm-hmm. to, and you look at the packaging and sure. the timing of like the budget, and get the cast and get the financing and then yep. get the distribution mm-hmm. and it snowballs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Recipe. So
2: so what role do you play, I guess, in, in terms of maybe some of these emerging artists? Does it, yeah. Does your company help? them in some way or
1: a band is really a brand, right right Yeah And when you get signed to a label, I look at labels as a venture capitalist that's mm-hmm. investing into that right. product right and and so back you know when I was in my days of being in original bands, we used to look at the whole thing as you're just saying like you know what is the look? Um, what is the lighting of the show, style of music? What are the haircuts? But then we also used to burn incense. So when people would come to our show, they'd leave like with this multi-sensory experience Mm. and always make it memorable. Mm -hmm. And so as Kyrgyz are just like asking you, like that whole kind of process and you and your business. And we'd love to learn kind of more about that. Side note, I went to a really
0: uh, cool show, multi-sensory show that Carineau and Danger Mouse put on right before the pandemic happened Mm. for their collab. If you haven't heard the album, do it. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did a whole multi-sensory experience and they created a scent. Mm. So you would walk in there and they created candles out of it. And it was a Mm. whole thing. And I'll never forget it. And and it's a mnemonic. It's a huge, huge factor. So to answer your question, I guess start from the beginning. You know, I come from I moved out here to Chase the American dream, so to speak, which we kind of look at as the Hollywood dream. Where did mm-hmm. you move here from? South Florida.
2: Oh, oh, another Floridian. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. There was nothing for me there, mm-hmm. um, but my, my parents were gracious enough to allow me to make the jump when I was 18 and mm-hmm. come out here. And uh, I went to film school and I... Uh, was studying and wanted to be in movies. And mm-hmm. I think th- at the time, the only person people knew were, was Steven Spielberg. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to be that person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, maybe. <laughs> and I always always tell people, it's like your dreams shatter when you come to L.A. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you go here, you go to this famous place and you're like, oh, that's it? Like the Viper and oh. you're like, oh, that's it? Yeah. And it happens over and over and over again until you find The beauty in LA, Mm -hmm. you've spent enough time here, oh, that's what makes it so special, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I came here and I was working as an intern Mm -hmm. and then as an assistant, wearing a suit every day reading like three scripts a day, hmm. you know, rolling calls, hopefully uh-huh. not hanging up on famous directors, <laughs> trying to patch them. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fortunately was, and it's, I feel like it's a gift that I've always had, was to be able to make friends with people who are older than me.
2: Mm. So and you have an old soul. <laughs> yeah, maybe,
0: yeah. Um, I, in college, we were th- throwing parties, mm-hmm. um, which I went to like a private Christian school and parties and drinking was not allowed mm-hmm. and um, so they didn't like it very much we were g- throwing parties at the house of blues in downtown sure. disney and the bar was open but technically no one was drinking mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so they didn't like us very much but we had these things called the Taculars, and we were doing it to raise money for our short films mm-hmm. and honestly um, my business partner at the time uh, now Boye, he wasn't at the time was throwing these events mm-hmm. and I was just like, Oh, these kids seem cool. Like, I wanna I wanna get in with them. And mm-hmm. so I was like, Hey, how can I help? And he's like, Do you have a credit card? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> Maybe I have a credit card here. We were throwing these parties and then we moved into the professional landscape of being in entertainment. And um, we were like, How do we do this? Mm. You know, um, to bring people together, make it a little bit more meaningful, mm-hmm. and do this pr- in a professional setting. And so we would do house parties and get a few brands to like provide the bar, and then we would curate the whole guest list. Mm-hmm. And the whole time we were there, it was like, oh, this person needs to meet this person, and this person needs to meet this person. We were just making meaningful connections. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. in- internships never knew what to do with me because I would always be like, oh, do you know this person? And they'd be like, yeah, I work with them on, you know, the development side. How uh-huh. do you know this person? You're you're an intern. Like, how? Yeah. you know, yeah. like I'd go to Sundance because my school let me go there and I knew all the things. And sure. they would be like, how are you here? Ooh. You know, and so it was always a fun uh-huh. um, dynamic. And yeah. so we did this for a long time. So you're like a dot connector.
1: Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of uh, Malcolm Gladwell in one of his books where he talks about different types of people. And one of them are. Connectors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Three. I think it was three different types of people. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so we were doing this for a while, and about like five, six Ragers in, we we're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is cool, but, you know, how do we make this more thought provoking for people? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, do something that feels more meaningful? Yes, you're making connections, but people are just leaving drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started doing panels, right? Let's mm-hmm. bring these people, let's talk about what we know. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was film. So we started doing these fireside chats, and those grew. Mm-hmm. We were doing events, and that happened for a while. And to be this honest, is it was just pandemic, f- right? This is 2012. Okay, oh. so it's a while yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, We did this for a while, and you know, we we're like, should we make this a business? This is taking a lot mm-hmm. of our time. We were investing a lot of money into the parties. Parties aren't cheap. No, they don't make. Mm-hmm. Th- they don't throw themselves. Even
2: during panel events. Mm-hmm. There's cost, right? We
0: were looking for the economics in it all, but we were chasing our careers, which was m- making films. You know, my business partners were at agencies. I was at a production company. Mm-hmm. At the time, the production company I was at was you know, um, managing directors, but they were also producing content. Yeah. They were a very new arm of uh, Vice Media, mm. which was really cool. So we were getting our footing, and through all that, I ended up... Um, leaving my job, my comfy job and producing music videos, commercials, anything I could really get my hands on Mm -hmm. to pay bills with. And I was living with as little overhead as possible in a little shack in Mm -hmm. this like small apartment with um, Boye in Koreatown. Mm -hmm. And um,
2: what was the thing that you gave up most in order to kind of build your like to get to where you are?
0: Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't feel like I was giving up much, mm-hmm. but I would say personal space and privacy. Sure. I Like, my quarters were so, like, where I lived was like a built loft in a closet. That's
1: kind uh-huh. of like New York City living. Yeah. Very much <laughs> like New York City. Like I in didn't a have hostel? a hostel. <laughs> I didn't have a door
0: for like eight years. <laughs> what? I maybe had a curtain. Uh, right. Oh, right. We my shared a bathroom. It was like, so
2: it's like, like living
1: in a hostel. Tiny, yeah.
2: Like when, you know, college students. But you trip. know
1: what? As you said, like, chasing the American dream, but that's building the way, like, what the, the you're just. Dream? To me, I think the American dream, people can define it all different ways, but I think it's maybe, which is why we have this podcast, it's all about fulfillment and finding happiness in your own life. I think that, to me, is is an American dream of how do you find pure happiness? It doesn't have to be wealth. It doesn't have to be, it could be whatever it is to the individual.
0: Yeah, experiences. A lot of people look at it and go, oh, the American dream is like making it in Hollywood mm. or like doing something, being famous. So I,
2: sure. I yeah. have a very, um, maybe simple Uh, perspective on American dream it's just one simple word it's access Mm. but I think the American dream is access and if you at least have a plan you have like your head on your shoulders and work ethic it's about what you create Mm -hmm. right sure it's not about somebody handing you something
1: Mm. yeah back you were saying so from uh south florida so like miami south florida Fort lauderdale For, okay fort lauderdale. Oh, yes. so big music. yeah, cultured yeah but, part of south florida. but that uh fort lauderdale in daytona that's going to be pretty hot in the next couple of weeks right with uh they're anticipating being break. one of the largest spring break areas this oh i'm year. sure yeah
2: its isn't isn't it always
1: well it used to be back i think in the 80s and 90s those were like the hot spots then it turned to like cancun that's yeah. right. then it was like going to these other spots but yeah. i think now it's coming back but, but there is a hot music yeah. scene at least there, there like, is like the winter music fest used yep. to take place now well, does there's, it still uh, take place also, like, yeah, miami yeah. music week yeah. right? is yeah. happening this next yep. weekend and now, you now know, it's a crypto
0: like you have Art Basel yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have crypto week and yeah. yeah yeah if you talk to some so, people a lot of friends have moved there but that's mm-hmm.
2: miami like right. that that's yeah. like the cool part of right. florida right
0: right
1: yeah that's mm-hmm the one everyone talks about yes. yes it's not like everyone's migrating to but like saint pete or something or tampa yeah. <laughs> i got out of there i was like i can't drive a boat for the rest of my life i was no. like
0: I. so i was living in this small apartment in Koreatown, mm-hmm. and i was taking all these jobs and then one job um you know i was i had taken for this guy his name was gary morella and he's awesome he became a mentor of mine for years and mm-hmm. he's still a very close personal friend and um, someone I look up to, and he had been in the industry, in the music industry for like 20 plus years. And mm-hmm. We were doing some music videos, he was breaking some artists, and then I was like, hey man, like, there's no money in this, I gotta take real jobs. And mm-hmm. then he called me one day and was like, hey, I've kind of switched around my business, um, I'm managing Timbaland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to come into the studio with uh, Jack and Jack and you're young and cool. And mm. will you come in? And so I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And and one day it turned into a week. And uh, out of that experience, everybody hired me for a second job out of the room. I, I became close with everybody mm-hmm. and Gary was like, Hey, uh, they like you. They're taken to you and and Timbaland likes you. And I learned a lot from that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just as a professional It really caused me, it pushed me to be Mm -hmm. like very almost a type, very detail oriented where I'm a creative and details are not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. And I almost have to like strategically game my own self, even to this day to be like, okay, how do I not screw this Mm -hmm. up? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I, that was a great season. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot. Got to work with my own uh, personal you know, on my own personal projects, I was working with Allison Stoner. Mm-hmm. If you may know from Disney Channel mm-hmm. or Missy Elliott music videos for a while and mm-hmm. she's a friend and oh, I love her to death. She's so awesome. Um, Did she
2: work with Mary J. Blige also? Or yeah. Just? Okay. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. in
0: the music videos and it was a whole thing and um, I learned a lot working with her and mm-hmm. going through that experience and then, you know, it, it came time where the Future Party was just so, getting to be so busy mm-hmm. that I couldn't justify having another job and, that came around right around the pandemic. We, we got bought in 2018 by an experiential agency called NVE Mm -hmm. experience agency. And Mm -hmm. they do a lot of experiences for big brands like Disney and Mm -hmm. Hulu and Amazon and Apple TV and all these, Mm -hmm. you know, they're very behind the scenes. We learned a lot and we adopted a lot of like the agency style. So a lot of you know, with agencies, a lot of type A's, a lot of detail, a lot mm-hmm. of professionalism. Mm-hmm. And you go from like throwing house parties to going through an agency. It's a very big change, right? right. Well,
2: like, it's like a different operating model, right?
0: hundred percent. And I do believe, you know, when the, when the pandemic happened and we were all going and shutting down and people were losing their job, I was like gaining health care. Right, like I was mm. like, oh, my job that I've been this thing that I've been building for years is finally kind of like the net that's catching me. Yeah, yeah great. right. Yeah. And it was kind of a cool feeling. But and do you we think to... do you
2: think you would have been okay if you stayed on the music producing side?
0: Yes, yeah, because they ended up doing some amazing things. Right, like because mm-hmm. music really. Yeah
2: the production of new music flourished quite a bit in a different and unique way, right? Over yeah. the pandemic years. Mm.
0: Yeah, they had a whole series on Triller TV that became viral. They mm-hmm. had a, they have the B Club. They're doing so many amazing things. And sure. Gary is a genius. And he really, I don't know how he does it, but he does it.
2: He sounds like he's your mentor still.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, our our paths are different, mm-hmm. right? And we're very busy people, but I've learned a lot from him through the years and he was someone who always looked out for me you know you
1: guys still even though now you're obviously no longer with that organization but with future party and what you're doing do you still work together with gary at all for any anything like crossover yeah crossover not yet but i'm hopeful maybe sometime Uh
0: like you know we always keep each other up to date Mm
1: -hmm. um
2: how important um and that's because i have a view on this are people that may have had like a gary like experiences and established credibility how important are they to informing your success for me i have a perspective on this i think people are everything Mm -hmm. and relationship building is core to creating opportunities for not only yourself but for others um i wouldn't have been where I am today if I didn't have great mentors or people guiding me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. And that's the lookout for me today. Mm-hmm. And these will be like a boss from like 20 years ago or even seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like still there for me.
0: I moved from home at 18 and um, there are a lot of lessons I realized I hadn't learned, Mm -hmm. right? I do come from, you know, a broken family and my my mom is happily remarried and things like that, but there were a lot of gaps. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I didn't have a lot of room to make mistakes. And if Mm -hmm. I did, they'd have a big ramifications. Sure.
2: I have to say, like, when I was in my early 30s, which you are Mm -hmm. as well, I had all this experience between working in the entertainment industry but then I shifted to I'm going to focus now on being corporate kirthy and I joined the banking industry and it's totally different culturally mm-hmm. I entered this world and I had to go through <laughs> EQ courses mm. at my company oh, because they said I was too passionate about expressing my oh, excitement no. as a and I'm I'm a brand marketer By training, Mm -hmm. so I was excited about the big advertising idea. Shouldn't I be? So they wanted
1: wanted to temper you. Yeah, they they wanted to. I
2: had to learn to augment and and maybe play down or play up
1: to become an insipid individual. (laughs)
2: This is a good marketing. I don't don't think this
1: is a good marketing idea. We should do this. You need to be soulless. You need to fire the people you need to fire and get the job done. So social equity, and you've now built this brand. But so now what you're doing? is essentially helping brands tell their stories. It sounds like in the marketplace and then activating yeah. them experientially.
0: Yeah, and connect with culture. I think that's really where we shine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Future Party went from throwing events for the community to connect the community. We still do that we connect people online and we have mm-hmm. great thought leadership. Around the time when we got bought, um, We started a newsletter Mm -hmm. and we wanted to take a lot of thought leadership that was happening. And we were like, why are people sharing this? And it's the obvious. The conclusion is, hey, they want to be educated. Mm -hmm. They want to be in the upfront of culture to know what's happening, to inform um, them on how to do their jobs and what's on around the corner. And so we saw a big gap in the market for that. Mm -hmm. And so we started a newsletter. And it started monthly, then mm-hmm. bi-weekly, and then weekly. And I think through it, we just so, we actually learned how hard it was to grow an audience sure. like that. Sure. And
1: Is the newsletter like a combination of variety meets bizbash? Not as experiential focus. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's more like...
0: The Morning Brew Meets Complex. Oh, okay. That's cool. um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. we talk about the business of culture. Do you guys
2: have like a podcast or a program? Um,
0: We still look at ourselves as kind of a startup, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know what they say, it's all about focus. And Mm -hmm. so I think we're trying to, our goal is to grow the newsletter um, really as big as we can get. And Mm -hmm. then we can go and tell stories on different mediums. But Mm -hmm. I think for us, it's really about like creating platforms to identify the People and the really smart creators and thought mm-hmm. leaders in our community, and mm-hmm. give them a platform to like share. I think that's where the value comes. You
2: would say your primary focus is a creator community? Our primary
0: focus is telling stories and content, right? As mm-hmm. a media brand. Mm-hmm. And then it's always with our community in mind. I guess what's mm-hmm. your
2: perspective on? The latest banter is around the de-influencer. I think people are getting kind of exhausted of even that phrase, phraseology, Mm. I would say. And yeah, like, how do you define quality creators?
0: I think it's really like, how serious and dedicated are you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all show up, you travel, you're you, we're here in the morning, mm-hmm. you're putting the work in, that's what you have to take seriously, right? And then the platform, the audience, the community you build comes with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, like, you can't be quick to judge. Everybody has their passions, and I think if you get into a place where you're like, oh, yeah, you're a content creator, yeah. right? Especially in the w- world of TikTok, right? Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, how serious are you about it, mm-hmm. right? For us, the challenge challenge is getting brands in this bureaucratic company run by Mm -hmm. much older people to understand what is cool. Mm. And I think what we've been able to do and continue to do is create a platform to where that brings enough confidence to where they say, we may not get this, but we trust you Mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit and everybody was doing the online digital thing, um, the Future Party did tons of thought leader conversations and mm-hmm. um, we partnered with Billionaire Boys Club um, mm-hmm. to do brand run by, started by Pharrell and yep. Adidas has a partnership with them now. And w- you know, we, we were talking to them and we did a whole conversation about the stigma of mental health mm-hmm. in um, communities of color. And so I pitched them to do a t-shirt mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, alongside this um, event. And so all of a sudden in the pandemic, I'm like designing with the head creator at Billionaire Boys Club. We're making a t-shirt and we're throwing our logo on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this real? And I think that was one of the coolest things that the pandemic had to offer was like brands had to kind of step back and go, oh no, we can collaborate to Mm -hmm. make something really great. They also had to
2: accept that digital is
1: there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember working with fashion brands. This is I'm dating myself, but back probably late 90s, early 2000s, they wanted nothing to do with anything digital. They, I remember I'd be in these meetings, they'd be rolling their eyes, and we're print only. We only do print. <laughs> print is the only place. Well, jokes on them. Yeah, jokes I, on them.
2: I mean, we, I, we don't have to go that far back. Yeah. Even <clears> the late 2000s, I actually was placed on the Hermes project in grad school, and they did not know how to create email marketing. Mm. It was shocking to me. It's shocking
0: how hard email marketing actually is. And it
2: is hard. It's an art form. It is an art form.
0: Yeah.
1: A segue into email marketing is a perfect example of building, we'll just call it community that you own that doesn't sit on another platform. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is where you have, you know, say Facebook, Brands spent a lot of time building their communities on on Facebook, but then all of a sudden Facebook will change an algorithm. Mm-hmm. And now that brand is no longer mentioned in someone's feed. You have TikTok, which is now scrutinized by the government. They're trying yeah. to figure out should it be banned, should it not be banned, they're already taking it off of government devices. Can, all
2: government employees. All of, government are employees in Canada can instantly too. go away. And it's gonna happen everywhere. And,
1: and yeah. so when you're reliant on these third party applications to host your your following, it's actually a dangerous position to be in Mm. versus building your own lists Mm. and for that first party one data first party information especially with data privacy now becoming in uh, not an issue but going into effect here in the states it was gdpr overseas but here i think the only way you can truly own your community is, is if it's Located on your own platform, and you can have that one-to-one direct communication with them.
0: Yeah And you just touched on something it provides its own set of challenges, Mm -hmm. but I agree Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with data privacy and Apple and all these platforms that people use for email Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like hey do we even make it into your inbox, right? True And and so media companies You know are built off of that like you look at vice Mm -hmm. And they still use these platforms, YouTube and all these things, right? Yes, they have, you know... A network now, and they're big, right? But it took a lot of time, right? And so, but it's harder
2: for new entrants. It's very hard for new entrants. It's gonna be about first-party data. Sure, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: of course. And it's the the landscape landscape is shifting. Are you ever challenged
1: with a business that wants to do something that's not authentic to the brand, and you have to go back to them and say that's not uh, that's not who you are? You can't pretend to be something you're not. Luckily, we haven't had to deal with that too much because we work with some cool brands
0: Mm. but it's a dance for sure because there's as you mentioned there's tons of egos always involved everyone thinks they know what's right Mm -hmm. when it comes to my thesis it's like connecting people is really important Mm -hmm. but also how do we just at at this point create something together that's Mm -hmm. meaningful and that we enjoy doing. It's also harder these days with companies who have created policies where you work from home. Mm-hmm. Like I work from my bedroom every day. I went from being in an office, in meetings, mm-hmm. to taking meetings 50 feet from my bed. Mm-hmm. While sometimes it has its perks, I can wear sweats all day or you know, I can eat what I want or whatever it may be. It feels like you're siloed sometimes. A little lonely. And When you're communicating with someone across the country on a digital platform, it can be hard to think about how to take people's feelings. So I
2: have a theory on this. Mm -hmm. I've had the fortunate opportunity to be obligated to go into the office for the first 22 years of my career. It's only the last two years that I've had, I call it the luxury, of being able to be remote. Mm -hmm. So now it's more about... Prioritizing the things that are important to me, which <laughs> seemingly there's a lot of things in that first priority, like work stream, like mm-hmm. whether it's the actual job, then it's the hobby, then it's our family, and and then it's like I don't want to eat outside food, so I want to make sure I have time to cook or time mm. to work out. Yeah, or cooking's and awesome too. I feel like I wasn't there for my family five years ago.
0: Yeah, and you bring something up. How do you, how are you expected to be creative and pump out? you know, unique and fresh ideas mm-hmm. when you're sitting in a room with four walls by Correct. yourself. Well, that's mm-hmm. right? this.
2: here's the thing. It depends on your profession. It depends on your specific function as well in that profession or industry. But that's why traveling and creating those moments to explore or be with people is really critical. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. have to be proactive about mm-hmm. doing the, that. Right.
1: The five dimensions of, of the minds that's interacting socially with individuals is just as important as uh, food, shelter, and water. Yeah. Right. For the body yeah. and our right. soul.
2: Do you want to share anything about your personal life? Meaning mm. you shared about like your journey. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your love life at all? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm in a relationship. I I've been in one for a year, and that's very new to me. Mm -hmm. I was a very social person, didn't want to be tied down. So I think it's kind of it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And um, my girlfriend does not work in entertainment, but she's very cultured, Mm -hmm. and so so
1: essentially, you can be cultured even if you do not work in entertainment. She has cool parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Balance is really what I've tried to find key because. I think my output of creativity in different sectors, so like whether it's developing a podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Like during the pandemic, Clubhouse was really big. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. And so it actually got me really good with, you know, public speaking, Mm -hmm. right? And because we had a meeting early on and our team was like, listen, Mm -hmm. you can't say dumb stuff on there. Every word needs to be intentional because not only are you representing brand, but also like, you don't want to look like a fool and people look foolish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? You have to, and people are listening to you. You want them to like t- walk away you with something. Some and so we use Clubhouse in a really cool way where it was like, how do I take it and make it like a radio slate? Mm-hmm. How do we get all the really interesting people I know who love talking about their fields, whether it's cannabis, whether it's dreaming, mm-hmm. lucid sleeping, or whether it's, Um, psychedelics or whether it's film whether it's music and just like create shows and so so I mm -hmm. had an exercise where I had like eight shows I was hosting a week of like all different things so I was just learning all sorts of things for so long and one of them was um, a series we were doing with the Sundance Institute called Mm -hmm. Club Cinema and um, we were interviewing directors and actors and producers Mm -hmm. who had films at Sundance who were who were coming out they were coming out in theaters and that was so fun, and mm-hmm. I realized like mm-hmm. how much I love talking about f- movies and cinema. And so, or are you doing whether, anything you know,
1: with uh, Mr. Sundance himself, Robert Redford? At all is he involved uh, or No, yeah. actually,
0: you know, uh, I love Sundance. Good thing about creating something is like you can take it and do what you want with it. And so, mm-hmm. I uh, we're gonna take it and um, working with an old colleague from who was at Sundance, and mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of make it our own, um,
2: like a version of it. Our, yeah,
0: you know, I think. Right now, balance of life is really key Mm -hmm. for anybody. And I think, you know, for my level of creative output, whether it's um, crafting an experience Mm -hmm. or building an activation for a brand or thinking through a thesis to like making a pod and Mm -hmm. dissecting a film and coming with thoughtful things Mm -hmm. to say. On the other side of it is I I, want to build a film slate. Mm -hmm. I haven't really said this publicly, but... I, I I still love making films. Mm. I, I want to build uh-huh. a film slate. Hopefully, I believe Future Party can fit in that de- at sure. some point. You know, things take a long time to develop out. Yeah. But you know, we're it. not mm-hmm. that
2: dissimilar from like the vision standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an LLC that does brand consulting mm-hmm. for startups, and that's called Tico Solutions. And so we we kind of function as an outsourced CMO mm-hmm. and help you come in and like think about your vision. Your infrastructure, your operations. And then we've got Got Spice, which is our entertainment brand. And then we're going to be launching in the next few months. This is also like we haven't publicly revealed this, but uh, I make a variety of hot sauces. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's all about having low sodium. Uh, healthy fresh ingredient made hot sauces mm. with no preservatives with and the hottest peppers you can get our hands on yeah but so like Scorpion, variety and chocolate we do variety um from mild medium to hot depending mm-hmm. on it. the pe- source of the peppers and that's going to be another division so it's about spicing up your life like literally in your palate you know
0: people always come out here and they're like oh i can't find my community or i can't mm. find mm. that my advice is like one step at a time meet one person at a time figure out if that person is someone you enjoy being with mm-hmm. and and I think everything else flows like mm-hmm. you know because I I do feel like a lot of times when people get burnt out here they are in these industries where it's a lot of fake people like yeah. especially throwing experiences for people who have everything it's like how do we make the best thing we can mm-hmm. you know it's at the end of the day it's like it's not, but it's about making a unique experience mm-hmm. creating an experience that would change someone's life or give them a story that they will take for years to come you know right. we have agents and execs all through entertainment who are still like, oh, I remember that party you threw in 2015 and they had like the bumble haunted arcade and like all these things it was like the one of the best parties I've ever been to. I'm yeah. like, see it's like those memories moments. those I yeah, was just listening to a pod on the way here about how you know, Hidden Brain, if you ever heard of Hidden, Hidden Brain? Brain, it's yeah. great. And they were talking about experiences versus tangible items and the different types of happiness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it brings you. Mm-hmm. And I think just like balance in my life um, is ultimately like really how I can stay creative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and,
2: it's so funny. We were talking to someone yesterday where like some people peak in high school. I think we we peaked in our 30s to 40s like mm-hmm. and it's okay because we're like discovering new things about ourselves and one mm-hmm. of the big things is like in my 20s I was like oh I got to have that next new bag I got to have more shoes right. I have to have mm-hmm. more jewelry and I don't care about any of that shit I'd rather right. go on vacations Right
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's funny cuz they were using just like the the slight differentiation of um, the nuance between if you're on a trip and it's bad, but you still look at it fondly, or do you get it, you know, like as a personal item you get yourself, or do you get it as a gift And mm. where the happiness shows up? Sure. I find that if I get something as a gift, I cherish it more than just like going and buying it,
1: Yeah, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, or the experiences mm-hmm. I've, I think from a long, uh, from an early age, I realized just moving to LA was an experience I'll yeah. never yeah. forget, right? And yeah. it feels like it's been a, a 13-year, like, mm-hmm. experience, right? And it's still it's, going. It's an
1: individual's emotional connection with whatever it happens to be, that right. gift that you received, that that experience. And tying back again to your your business as you're working with brands to help them establish emotional connections with their audiences. Yeah, and with people around them. And learning, like... Be decent people. Like yeah. we try and
0: keep like really solid people around us. Because
2: honestly, it's a little boring alone. Yeah. It's so Life boring, boring alone. People
0: will find out. You know. Yeah. It's we're our we human. We are made to be in community with people. Yeah. You and, know,
1: for me, just even you know, growing up as 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 an athlete, playing on team sports, right, and just winning a game or winning a championship, it's exciting to share that with this team that like went you know out to battle to fight as hard as you possibly could, and you have trust in each of the players. Being involved with so, so many
0: people and throwing events and like always being that guy who's out or like out mm-hmm. seven days a week, you know,
1: you you have to show up and like not every day you feel like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Not many people really, you know, meet 10 to 100 people a day. Her being a Gemini, it could be like 10 to a, like 100 personalities a day that I'm like Shut introduced up. to on a regular basis. Like Do you have a spin wheel? It's like so which
0: one it, am I getting today?
1: One, one uh, last question before we let you go. Sure. So your business Is based here in LA, but I'm assuming you activate across all of the world. Yeah, okay, across the entire world. If you either want to get into making
0: movies or Mm -hmm. do experiences or um, whatever, I don't know. We can chat. As you know, working with brands is is, presents its unique challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, working with massive companies Mm -hmm. who have a lot to look at especially in the age of cancel culture we could do a whole pod on cancel culture oh my god yeah yeah. um and it's just difficult to get your voice across and i think for any brands who are looking to connect to culture Mm -hmm. and looking to just try something different have a unique approach like Mm -hmm. this is you know what we um bring to the table Mm -hmm. outside of just like white labeling an event which right sure. you know there's a lot of people who do that and do it well and we can do that but are w- we come with a voice right mm-hmm. i'm heading to south by southwest tomorrow mm-hmm. to do in a to do a panel on artificial intelligence and advertising and media and it's mm-hmm. going to be really cool so oh I, you know it's <laughs> well if you want
2: there's some uh, cheat sheet uh thought leadership that both greg and i've written on our linkedin profile mine's mine's called eat dirt his are tales of transformation i love it let's i've I've been writing
1: about ai for the last
2: several years seven
1: years yeah
0: you know the biggest thing for people to look out to is like ChatGPT is the the all the rage these days mm-hmm. but like you could plug in something and if it doesn't know it it's just going to pass it off like it does know it yeah. and then give you wrong information. Mm-hmm. You things. should read
2: the thing that I just wrote to was it 2 weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I said yeah. my creepy new friend is AI yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a whole I have a perspective on ChatGPT which yeah. could be its own pod. Mm-hmm.
0: Enjoy talking about culture with you guys i I feel that you're very two very smart people and i'm very excited to support you in the forthcoming episodes well this has been
2: great paul we loved having you you. and learned so much about your world Mm -hmm. and i think our viewers are gonna love that yeah i'm not gonna
1: speak for you but to me coming back to american dream it sounds like you're living the american dream you've worked hard and Mm -hmm. everything is paying off your business was recently bought, right? Purchased. So now you're part of a a larger organization with more resources Mm -hmm. and you're able to do larger, I would say probably executions, work with more partners and more brands. I I think to me, you're living the American dream. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here.